0: That's Bars and stocks. Yo, it is Stocks and Bars, the Stock Market Hip-Hop Podcast, where we talk about everything financial and mixing with hip-hop, and this time we're going to be talking about what happened between Conway and Funk Flex, and then you know we're going to talk about those stocks. Let's go. I got my click ready to use the money they got from jobs and coverage and teaching them that it's not so hard. I'm doing this, making investing pop. You law is extra, you tuning in to Stocks and Bars. Yo, it is Stocks and Bars, the hip-hop edition, and you know I got my man DJ Step 1 with me. And as always, anytime he comes on the show, I gotta give him an introduction, man. This is his third, fourth time on here, but still, we got intro time. But check it. This guy I just spent some quality time with when I went up to Soundbender. He continues to amaze me with his work ethic. He grinds out. He does his job, he comes home and does what he's gotta do again, goes right back out the door and heads to what he loves doing. And he has started something phenomenal in hip hop, which I think is going to be fantastic. I think what you're doing is awesome, man. Being able to bring to the community the art of DJing, because a lot of people don't really know what it takes to be a DJ and Soundbender is something that is going to revolutionize. What people know about DJing. I congratulate you on all of your hard work, brother. I appreciate you and thank you again for coming on the Stocks and Bars. And now let's get into the hip hop edition, man. What's going on, Steph? What's good, man? Thank you for that nice intro, <laughs> extra. Appreciate
1: <laughs> Always. that. Definitely Always good to see you there, touching the turntables.
0: Yeah, yeah. I got, and believe it or not, that was my first time, like on. The digital vinyl, you know, I got my mm-hmm. little mixer that I got here, but I've never been on a digital digital vinyl. Yeah, yeah. So it was, uh, it was interesting, and I'll I, the bug bit me, and I might have to start looking into some gear in order to really do something else, you know, just on the side, just for myself at home. <laughs> yeah.
1: If you're gonna get something and you want something all in one, depending on your budget. The, the controller to get is the DJ, the Rain, DJ Rev one I think it's Rev called. one okay. Yeah, I us get him a nice endorsement. It's a controller. It's got small little vinyls on it, but you get the spinning control of a vinyl record. You don't got to worry about, you know, carrying a whole bunch of stuff. It's all right there for you. And
0: with those, do you get the plug directly into what you told me, like BPM Supreme or any other source like that? That's a DJ record pool? No, you don't get to no
1: DJ record pool. Oh, okay. All now, right, what so. you can do, um, which is something I don't do because I like to actually have my music. But you can, um, like subscribe to like title. Title yeah. can do a direct stream into, um, Serato. Okay. Okay. But i don't, the internet go out, you out of music. Yeah, you
0: done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to make sure you have the top-notch uh. tier programs and policies and going on with, with your internet provider. So
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good backup plan. It's not a good yeah to depend you somewhere, on. Somewhere somebody want to hear a song, and you were like, ah, I should probably play that song. Title might have it where you might be here. Like Ugh, I don't know about. Yeah. Yeah.
0: This one has been a while in the making here. We've been dancing around each other's schedules because everybody's been doing something, and here we are. Now, in this hip-hop edition, we're going to talk about something that's been hot lately. And we, we both understand both sides of the coin here, and this is concerning the whole thing going on with Conway and Funk Flex. Now, recently, Conway has went out against Funk Flex because of some comments that... Flex made on uh, Wallows, Wallow. yeah. yeah, Wallows podcast. And Wallow had asked him about you know Griselda and what he thought about him, and Funk Flex. You know, I'm gonna paraphrase. He said he he dig he digs them, he he feels them, but he personally does not listen to them. All right, so that's where the dig starts, and from that that spun commentary back and forth to where we are right now, where both sides have been, you know, firing off shots, you know, about that comment period, you know? So as a DJ, they felt, well Conway felt he shouldn't have made something like that. So here we are. I used to be an artist, still kind of am an artist. (laughs) You are Mm -hmm. a DJ and have, you know, other people in your realm that still DJ. So how do you feel about Flex's comments on what he said about Conway and Griselda.
1: So that's interesting. I think that, and I I probably need to listen to the actual podcast because I can tell Flex, his tone probably is what kind of set Conway off. Yeah. It's cool to be honest, but you shouldn't be honest to the point. Like the truth doesn't always have to hurt. Right. You know what I mean? Like you can tell the truth without being offensive to people. Now, to be real, a lot of rappers are sensitive but this is th- true this is yeah, true I, I think i think the thing is like if i had to guess hearing how flex said it i'm pretty sure he said it very aggressive we know how flex is to the point where it just came off like yo he just completely it'd yeah. be different if he was like yo do you mess with Griselda's music and i'm like yeah you know i think they live and cool like that but i don't sometimes listen to that and at my home which is the only place you would really listen to it like home a little bit of a car, you're not playing that in the club. But I don't, I don't listen to it all the time. It's not my cup of tea. But I do respect what they're doing, et cetera. But if you come off super aggressive, like I don't play that shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. To add on to
0: that, so what you just said, something that Flex actually did say, they don't make records for the club. That's basically what Flex was you know, really standing his ground on was that, you know, I like them. I like what they're doing, but they don't make records for the club. So I I really can't vibe with it and and stuff like that. You know, once again, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he said exactly what you said, which is they don't make it for the club. And Conway is like, play it in the club. If you want to, you are a caliber DJ that can make a decision like that, but you choose not to play that in the club is what Conway's response was. So what do you think about that response? Okay, so this
1: is where I disagree with Conway. Conway, They don't. There's a point in time where, depending on where you are at, and I think this is something that artists don't really recognize or realize, is that, yes, there are certain songs that might not be quote-unquote club records that you can play, but those aren't, those are I'm not gonna say few and far between, but they're not they're not commonplace. And those songs have to be get to a point where just so many people know them. Like as a DJ, I st- my number one thing honestly is not to break records. As weird as that sounds, especially now in the internet age, because you don't really yeah. need a DJ to break right. records. My number one job is to keep that crowd moving, moving. keep yeah. that crowd entertained. So. If you play playing a Kanye record or a Conway, the machine, or any type of Griselda record at the club during a peak time, you're gonna kill the crowd because it's not danceable. And sometimes the, the lyrics, especially when you're too lyrical, it goes over their head. The, cl- the club is like a common denominator of music. Yeah. It's so even like, I, you get what I'm saying? Like, right. people, even if you go deep, at a hip-hop party, there's only, like, you can't go, like, I can't play, like, a Doom record. Yeah, that's that's too far off. It yeah, it's too far deep. And then even though, like, Kanye and Griselda's mainstream, I didn't understand this at first, but now that I understand it now, I'm older, DJ, is that I used to be like, yo, I wish people would listen to some, like, Nas, but- That's not gonna You at move. the wrong club yeah. <laughs> if, you listen, if Nas is playing, yeah. or it's, it's gotta be certain nights. Like if we are doing a poetry night, yeah, I'm gonna play some Nas. Yeah, but if I'm in the middle of downtown and this girl came here, you know, to dance, she don't want to dance. Hearing... until um, I know I can. Yeah, you know I'm mean? trying to get
0: inspired. Yeah,
1: <laughs> same thing with um with, with, with Zelda because it's like Thoreau's revenge and stuff like that. Like I like these records, but even if you think about the producers, y'all they they get like the producers they get are not producers that make club club hangers or club yeah. records. They they not to dance to. Griselda is something that you listen to and chill. Griselda is something that you play which is early in the night. Same thing with Freddie Gibbs. Like I'll mess with Gibbs. I think I actually think that Benny the Butcher's album is probably either it's a tie between that or I would pretty much say a second album of the year to the Kendrick album. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's not something that I'm up here like, I'm gonna spend that tonight yeah. when I get out. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, like you, yeah. yeah my, my thing is to the crowd. Like, it's to the crowd. Because at the end of the day, if that crowd don't move, I'm getting fired.
0: So I think there's, there's two different avenues here as far as something that, the, the caliber of Funk Flex got, right? There's two different avenues he can go here. So yeah, he can't go to the club and play a Griselda record, right? But when he's mm-hmm. on a radio, there's times where he could get a griselda record in because he can put sets in that that work that way right and i think that's part of the complaint is when they were up and coming they're not getting their support from new york radio or new york djs because they're not trying to play their stuff and me personally as an artist too i i'm I'm a side with flex on this because for the for the club side of things all right so if you're mm. not making any club songs that i can't play a record in there now to add to what conway was talking about he was saying if we're not play, making any club records and you the veteran dj and you really fill us put us on game like link us up with the people that you feel like can help push us in that direction so you can get us to open up on this side or whatever. You know, that's that's what Conway was saying in his like second rebuttal to the whole situation.
1: The Cause I know in the second, he was basically saying like, he just didn't like the fact how he voiced his opinion. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. That was the first, yeah. first one. So his yeah. first
0: rant, he was talking about that, where, you know, put me on something. If you feel like I can do a little better, then help me out basically. You know. And in the Uh second one he was basically like, Yeah, we we talk behind the scenes and all that. Ain't no smoke, all of this, you know. Still a little heated (laughs) You know, letting some steam off. But he was saying, We don't need y'all. We 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 made it this far, but he was basically trying to say, I'm falling to the sword for the guys behind me that's really trying to get on. I'm no longer in that situation, but you can help and you know we call them a gatekeeper and all that and we can talk about that too
1: you know what's interesting Rosenberg had um I like to like watch some of the hot hot 97 stuff on Um, and then you you from New York so you know like hot 97 was like that was the main station the the station yeah I think for the most part I think power 105 I don't know if it completely took over New York I know the breakfast club is is worldwide you know what I mean but I think for New Yorkers once the Breakfast Club go off, I think they still listen to High Ninety Seven. I don't know if I'm correct or not. I think I heard that somewhere. But the thing is with High Ninety Seven, or what going to to Rosenberg. Rosenberg said something before. I believe it's automatically true. He said, like, look, if you want to be a rapper, just a rapper, and you want to make a, a decent living being a rapper, maybe you get to six figures you know, low six figures or whatever. You can be a rapper just from being on the internet. You'll do some shows, you know, region. think of like somebody like a Sky Zoo. Yeah, yeah. Or a Rock Marciano or something like that. Like you, you know what I mean? Like these dudes that go around, even, even actually Action Bronson might, Action Bronson would be like the top 10 of that. that. Yeah, yeah. He got a TV he show shed, it. <laughs> like If you, if you want to be like known and famous and rich, like super rich, then you need, still need radio. Yeah. So if you want to be like on the baby level, little baby level, medium baby level, whatever, you know, because there's a lot of babies now, but if you want to be like <laughs> Drake or J. Cole or something like that, you have to have radio have Exposure. Yeah, you gotta have club singles, gotta have stuff like that. Like you have to have these records that people, these hit records. And the thing, especially coming back, DJ, like hit records. It's interesting. Hit records are kind of few and far between now mm-hmm. and they don't last as long as they used no, to. No, they because don't. Because they get oversaturated. Because if you think about it from before, if you had a hit record, like, oh, this is so weird that this is a record. Let's say something like a record like A. Nine, Yeah. Which is like a, a hip hop record. Before, you did. You just had to listen to it. You either listen to it on a radio, you burnt the CD, and, or you got to download the, the um, thing and put it on your iPod. Yeah. And it's, you know sometimes you have your ipod with you sometimes you don't where now you have access through your phone to a whole streaming thing so the minute you hear a hit song you're hearing it on radio and now you're hearing it on your phone so it's overplayed by yeah. the time that shelf life is shorter now yeah yeah and to tie it back into the conway thing is like yo one thing that about y'all y'all have a more will have more longevity than somebody that's making like a a record like a throat baby or something like that like I don't know if you remember that song that came out last year or two years ago or something like that those songs don't last as long because one like I just said with the hits which I have more longevity because I don't hear it's actually a good thing that I don't hear you on the on radio, radio yeah. because now I'm not oversaturated I gotta go you. find you now yeah I gotta go find you and like I like Griselda I like what they they do I think Benny is dope. I think Conway is dope. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think both of them is dope. Every every Benny album that come out, man, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, he actually probably got maybe a few joints that could play in the club. And it's not like club bouncy, but uh-huh. it's like, like Nas made you look. You know, I feel like okay. that's something that you could play in the club that's not going to get too rowdy that's actually going to still you know get somebody to move i think benny got you know a few it's a nice early like that.
1: club record probably yeah. you know what i mean like it's a decent amount of people here you play something and somebody might come up and be like yo what's that it's yeah. not gonna be like like 10 crack or 10 more crack commandments yeah they ain't big. gonna come ask
0: for that yeah yeah
1: <laughs> but yeah i think i think the thing is with flex it's interesting because Flex is, to, to, to go to the original comment, Flex is a gatekeeper. Yes. And his opinion does matter. And that's what I do agree with Kanye on that. Like, yo, your opinion matters. So you have to be careful with how you spew your opinion. Right. You should be able to say your opinion, but how you spew it to people. instead of if you spew it instead of telling it to people, you end up in a situation where people will take that the wrong way. Right. Think about the problem Eminem had with um, Joe Budden or the problem Drake had with Joe Budden and it's because of the way he shares his opinion yeah if he was like yo I'm not feeling this album I think he could've came harder but when the veins start popping out of the head and all (laughs) that stuff and he yelling and stuff it's like yo I feel like this is more of a personal attack yeah yeah so but you get that sensationalized take and that take goes viral that's all it takes man yeah Yeah,
0: right. I agree 100 percent with Conway on the aspect of he could have definitely just kept that to himself. He could have just left it at "Yo, I'm I feeling what they do, I, I dig it, and you know I wish them the best." And psh, yeah, that's it. You know, you even, come even if he
1: would have said, even if he said, "I'm feeling them, I respect them as artists, what they do, I wish them the best." I'm not personally that much of a fan, but still mess with what they do. Yeah, he could. You he can't could've. get mad at that.
0: No, no, and there wouldn't have been any heated arguments or none of that, you know. But I, I feel exactly the way Conway was feeling because when you, I mean, they are—they've already made it to a level of success that other mm. artists wish to get to. But regardless of that, it was the example of things, right? If he wasn't at that level of success, if Flex said something like that, he could really mess up something for him in the future yeah. because. If somebody is behind and listening to Flex as the gatekeeper that he is, then he just messed the whole bridge up. Like it's not coming back, you know? All of a sudden now you accidentally blackballed from something that you really truly wanted to get. And then you can't tap in with Flex. That's dangerous, you know? So you can't be using your words like that on a platform that he's on and say things like, nah, I I ain't messing with it, you know, and all that.
1: just even, let it be, man. Let it let it be. And, and even if even for Griselda, because the thing is like this: like Griselda is known, right. but they're not mainstream. So some people that probably listen to Flex that don't don't, don't they even should, know, yeah, they don't even know. So they like, y'all, I'm not gonna listen to him now. And what's interesting about that is you gotta think like he's had Conway and. Benny, Benny
0: doing up, freestyle, freestyle, up there, Freestyles, yep. They burned it down too on each one. Then on some artist stuff though, <laughs> they mentioned that they were up there doing that and he wasn't feeling them or something like that or the energy wasn't right from Flex. Like they expected him to, you know, nod his head a little more or have mm-hmm. more of a motion to it. And I'm like, all right, you're you stretching now, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Everybody so, ain't got to feel it that same way. Real quick. Because we a little bit past the halfway point of the year. What did, what's your top hip hop album of the year?
0: Top hip hop album. I'm not even going to lie to you. I haven't really tapped in on my, on my YouTube. So I got YouTube music, right? And mm-hmm. I got it for the premise that every Friday I would listen to stuff.
1: Did you get a chance
0: to listen to the Kendrick? I still didn't even tap in with Kendrick yet. Everybody kept telling me how good that
1: is. I haven't checked it out yet. If I so I had a take and um, it's interesting because I have not listened to this album that much, but it's a reason why I think Kendrick so far got the album of the year. Okay, I definitely think it's a classic album, which I don't throw away around word "classic," but it's classic. (laughs) Yeah, it's classic in a way that like Twelve Years a Slave is a classic movie. Okay, meaning like it's the subject matter is so deep that you don't you don't like you don't be like yo i'm about to chill what you about to watch 12 years of slave <laughs> there's certain movies that you just don't right. watch over and over again like you it could be a top movie for you like schindler's list like schindler's list is hard to watch yeah kendrick lamar's album is hard to listen to you gotta so, you gotta really be in the mood to, to check that out yeah, because it's so deep and it's so, you know, you touching it on subject matters from transgender to his dad, to to this, to his sex addiction, to sexual assault, you know what I mean, to child molestation. It's deep. My second album I, um, I was rocking with, I'm still rocking with, is that Benny the Butcher, Tanya Talk 4. Of course I heard that one, yeah. That came out this year? I'm so yeah, behind. It out, okay. I, I think it came out like in March,
0: officially. I. Yeah, I Let did. That I did listen to that. That one was was in my playlist. Tandusalk Four was definitely on there. And it's so much music
1: that dropped now that is hard. That's yeah.
0: that's my thing. Like I got to the point where I needed YouTube music to tell me <laughs> what's coming mm. out because I'll be sitting here like, how did I get five albums by like currency? Currency would drop and he would drop again. And all of a sudden, I'm like, how am how my three currency albums behind now? <laughs> yeah. you know? And I love it. But at the same time, it's frustrating, because I'm like, all right, I gotta find the time to sit here. Yeah, and listen to that. And listen to, the to, the to it, yeah. Because when I, yeah. I like to consume, right? I don't mm-hmm. like to just have something in the background for me. When I wanna sit down like the Kendrick album, okay? Like after this, after we get off this podcast, whatever, put my girls to sleep. I could come down here and just you know throw something on and just vibe you know just be like all right and listen to what you're talking about because as an artist i know when i put stuff together i'm talking about something i'm not just throwing something together just to you know fast food you right i'm trying to make mm-hmm. sure that i put a meal on your ears so you know i right, i feel it and you you listen to it and you run it back i'm from that era you know we, we listen mm-hmm. to the lyrics so i'm trying to hear what you're yeah. talking about because to me, that matters. If you can have a, you know, a good beat, okay, I don't, and even back then, you know, if the beat was subpar or whatever, but if I know you spit, I'ma listen, and I'ma make sure wow, that to I, cannabis. yeah, I'ma. Why <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we had to do that to cannabis, man? Cannabis was, yeah. is raw, man. <laughs> yeah, that's why, but the beats was terrible. Oh, yeah, they were terrible, unfortunately. Yeah. But he had, he had bars, though. Yeah. But that's the thing if you have content my ears is ready for that because as you know as we've talked about everything's oversaturated it's easy for me to hear something 55 times in in one hour (laughs) very simple back then you know you only had maybe two different outlets for where you can hear that and that was on the radio or if you bought the disc yourself and you played it in whatever machinery that you
1: had to play it in yeah yeah like man. even even if you think about it in terms of like the iPod, the iPod came in like revolutionized music, right, but you it was a separate device, so you might not have it with you all the time, and you had to upload songs to it, yeah, that was a pain, yeah, it was a pain, but the thing is like the songs and you uploaded was the songs that you really wanted to listen to yeah, that you really liked. And you had to take time out your day. So if a new song came out, and you just you might not upload it to your iPod for two or three weeks, yeah, just because you're forgetting, you're busy, you got. In our case, we had class. Maybe oh, okay, now I'm gonna upload it, listen to it, et cetera. Now you don't have to worry about anything no. like that. Like you just be like y'all just put it in my phone. Like oh, okay, this came out. I'm gonna go listen to the. I'm gonna listen to the premiere.
0: <laughs> or you ain't even got to do anything. You just say, hey, Google, or Siri, mm, or whatever, Siri. and then that's it. Matter of fact, I shouldn't even say that. My phone, like, what you want? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, all right, uh, What you want, sir? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Like, yeah. yo, it's just, it's just, everything is is so ready and available at the touch of a button that especially since music is so easy to consume because there's a yeah. the difference between a movie because even though a movie is available at touch of a button i still have to take the time to watch it right like most of the time you know you can have a movie on for background noise which some people do but if you got a movie on for background noise most of the time you've watched it already you watched it already yeah you consumed yeah. it
0: already so it's yeah. you know it's it's a smell now in the back like that smell good yeah, yeah that's yeah. it <laughs> that's
1: it now oh, this- Let me stop what I'm doing, watch my favorite scene. I was on my phone. Oh, okay. This is my scene right here. You go back. But with music, it can consistently be like that. Yeah. You can consistently just have music on the background, cleaning the house, talking to somebody. got music on, playing video games and stuff like that. You have paying attention to it. And then it's just so readily available that you can, especially if you like a song, you're like, yo, I didn't heard this song. 15 times today. And you don't even <laughs> realize like you played it 10 times yourself. Now so, you mad us on the radio. Yeah. So, so let's,
0: let's bring it to this point here. So has music lost its value? Has it lost its value? And we can say that because we're talking about basically inflation. We're talking about music in an inflationary point where it is so abundant that it doesn't mean anything to anyone anymore right now. My daughter can go anywhere in this house and ask a device to play the song she wants right now. And uh-huh. she will do that, and you know what she'll do after that? She'll listen to it for a little bit, and she'll walk off into another room and just be playing, you know what I'm saying? Or yeah. she'll listen to it, and she'll really like what she's listening to, and before it's over, she'll ask it to play it again, right? And mm-hmm. she'll do that maybe you know three, four, maybe a handful of times. And then she'll go off somewhere else and then go play Barbies or
1: whatever. So has music uh, lost its value? I think that's a that's a one that's a great question. And that's something that hmm, has music lost its value. Like, you know, you want to say no. But the answer might be yes. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if you think about it, especially from like a marketplace standpoint, there's so much oversaturation. It's not going to stop because you got all these different services you got apple music if you don't got apple music you got spotify you got title all this other stuff so it's an abundance of music that to the point where sometimes it's 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 so much music that sometimes it's hard to find good music but good music is out there yeah it's just it's, it's hard to find it and then like like I was just, you, I'm pretty sure you hit to RJ Payne, right? Yeah, yeah, bars. Like, yeah, me and my one dude was just talking about him. Like, yo, he got bars galore, and I still haven't. There was heard a point of. in time where if I heard somebody had bars, I was running out and saying, "Now, keep mom, I'm about to be 38." So I was in a little bit different. Boat,
0: and I'm in the same boat. Yeah, <laughs>
1: but yeah, even when I think about it, like, yeah, I would say it's it's lost its value. I don't know. It's not valueless. It's just lost its value from yeah. where. It could. It was, was. Because even if you think about it, there's so many abundance of festivals right now. Like, you got Coachella, you got mm-hmm. Made in America, you got, you know, Summer Jam, you got Power 105 concert, you got, I'm probably missing about 47,000 something tons. going on every time. Yeah. yeah, Lollapalooza, you got South by Southwest, you have all these different Things, all these different festivals where back in the day, like you had different festivals with the main one that everybody knew that was so revolutionary, Woodstock. Yeah. Then you had Lollapalooza and then you would have like, you know, Summer Jam, but you got so many different concerts and so many different festivals and stuff like that, that if you miss one person there, more than likely they'll show up at another concert. Yeah. Not their own concert, but they'll show up on another lineup with fourteen thousand people.
0: Yeah, it's interesting how far music has come because it's moved so fast. And you know, you mentioned you know you're almost forty. I am forty, right? And we can talk mm-hmm. about how we've seen the evolution of the uh, the technology that music has been from. All right, we went. From when I grew up, the cassette. Right? I'm not eight track old, but I'm cassette old, right? And mm-hmm. we saw the transition from the cassette to, to CDs. The CD. And then we saw from CDs to basically iPods and all the MP3, MP3 devices, right. right? I had the Chronic on cassette. <laughs> See, I also had it. I had every Mob Deep album on cassette. And my yeah. very first CD that I bought was Big Pun, Capital Punishment. And that was in like 95, and I remember when I bought that. But yeah, Um, we saw cassette, CD, iPod slash MP3 player, phone. And then all of a sudden, all of that stuff is phased out. And then there's other mediums in there that we're not even talking about. We're talking about like dat tapes, mini disc, whatever. Yeah, stuff that didn't even blip the radar. It was like, if you think about it now, Two years like that mm-hmm. stuff was on the map for maybe two years right and yeah. realistically talking the cd was out from mid to late 90s and then faded away in mid to early 2000s right to the point I where
1: would, i would say 2000 when the when the ipod i would give it 2008 through like 10 i'm pretty sure so much. yeah because i think i think for a lot of people like a lot of people are still selling cds at a point like bootleg cds yeah i you know mean burning cds yeah, yeah and like yo my car still got a cd player in it listen
0: it still blows me away that cars don't have cd players <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> like my car it's a 2014 but it's still got a
1: cd player in it
0: yeah mine is a 2010 i still have a cd player i still yeah. play cds in it but unfortunately for the new music i'm left out right because um technology has went right past me i can't plug mm. into that i don't have the you know the connections in order to do that so oh, you gotta get yeah i yeah. no, i still
1: <laughs> i got yeah i got the aux and i got the ipod the bluetooth connection on the radio through the car i don't have a, a, the car play through the car play. Yeah. So yeah. mine,
0: unfortunately, I need a
1: hard drive.
0: That's how mm. like early inceptionized that <laughs> the car <laughs> that, is. Daddy. That I needed an external hard drive, hard drive to plug in and put music on in order for it to read. It don't read directly from my phone. Yo, mm. I'm pretty sure somebody making fun of me right now, but whatever. Yeah. My car paid off. That's all that matters to me. That's the main thing <laughs> my car paid off too, yeah. <laughs> Any day that tops it. Music, what? car paid off. Paid off. Yeah,
1: my car, my car, my money, my car payment goes straight to buying stocks.
0: <laughs> That's a good transition right there, man. We're talking about stocks and bars, right? With the whole Conway and Funk Flex thing, I feel both of them. However, I do feel Conway more on this side because he should have just kept that under the, you know, like whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, you can still show we love could. there and and not you can you know, still voice your opinion, but don't be disrespectful. Right. You ain't got to jeopardize somebody else's career over your comments of, or, you know, what they believe in in their music or whatever, because like to your point, there's could be a there's a whole nother fan base that Flex probably is exposed to that don't know yeah. anything about Griselda Zelda. and now probably may tune off because of his comments, you know, yeah. like I rock with him. I'm not doing that. But anyway, hopefully they iron that out and they make something happen. Because, you know, one thing I hate about the hip hop community is how they try to turn us against each other so quickly, right? They try to yeah. make this so, <laughs> they try to make beef out of it, right? And even mm-hmm. though, you know, Conway's said multiple times, I don't want no smoke, I don't want no smoke, all that, you know, it's very easy to take those words in that context and put it into smoke you know what I'm saying? Yeah. it's very I, easy to spin that and you know and get people to play off of it hopefully you don't want no smoke actually i want he
1: yeah. was said you want extra smoke <laughs> right. i just said i didn't want any smoke where'd you like, get extra smoke? bait
0: yeah all day yeah. so hopefully they iron that out and they make something happen for the hip-hop community that's positive so mm-hmm. let's transition this one over to the stocks right mm-hmm. stock market if anybody is not familiar you know every single week i'll do my recap on YouTube. Make sure that you check that out. And yeah, I got to get on my shameless plug, man, because I'm, I'm terrible at it. Personally, I, I, mm-hmm. I do my thing and I really just keep to myself. I'm low key. But now I'm like, yo, listen, check my YouTube out. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm putting in work. I'm doing it every single week and I'm accurate. So make sure that you check that out. Wincrease yeah. team on YouTube. So shameless plug over. Now let's talk about the stocks. I want to talk about one thing here. Usually we're doing the stock versus I want to get into stock mentality, all right. We we got two types of mindsets for people when it comes to stocks. There is the buy and hold crowd and there's the trading crowd, right? So there's mm-hmm. this one avenue. And then if you are a seasoned trader or investor, there's the buy the dip, all right. And if you are somebody who's looking to get into the market and don't know too much about it, it's simply buy the index, all right? So we're gonna talk about both sides of those coins. So let's hit off with buy the dip. Buy the dip for those people who don't know is whenever the market goes to some type of low, whether it's a new low or a recent low or whatever, whenever the stock market goes on sale, you buy something that's buy the dip. So any stocks that you got right now that you are
1: currently doing by the dip? Oh yeah. Oh, we talked about this beforehand, so you know, yeah. and I've been putting this in the group chat, Amazon and square. Just for everybody out there, Amazon is around
0: 110, 112. I don't have it uh, in front of me. Not.
1: Something like, like that. Exactly right now. Yeah. Amazon, <laughs> cause I'm slutty. <laughs>
0: Amazon is at 114. 114, all right. Now I got the phone out. So Amazon closed at 113.76 as of today's date, yeah. all right? And after it's, hours, 114. All right, yeah. Got to make sure we respect the after hours because it moves. <laughs> Cash yeah. rules after hours, too. So, Square is at 66. 66. 88. Yeah, 6627 was the close. 66.88, so it's up in the aftermarket.
1: So Steph so, is buying Amazon and Square. Go ahead. My I think my average price geek out real quick. My average price on Square is 10 109. And my average no, my average price on Amazon is 109. My average price on Square is 63. Okay. So I'm waiting. I'm gonna set a level. I'll need to get on my Fibonacci and set a level of what I'm not going to bypass mm-hmm. and consider anything under that a dip. All right. So, but my level is going to be like something It's not going to be like I'm not buying after 70. It's going to be like <laughs> 95 or something like that. It's going to be something
0: that is really doable that you can buy and yeah. average up if you truly need to. To. Yeah. yeah.
1: Exactly. My goal is to get with these two without and I'm putting new money into it. So this is in a separate account. Yeah. So it's not in my Ameritrade account. This is actually in my WeBull account. My goal is to get this account to get to 100 shares of each. OK. I'm so that. 100 shares of each. That way you can start doing what I love to do, which is. Right. calls, <laughs> write <laughs> Options. Yeah. So I can make money off my 100 shares. Right. Especially with these stocks. So, because, oh, yeah. you know, the option price is going to be a little bit higher. Obviously, I'm going to go way past resistance. <laughs> so, it might only make like, you know, you know 25 three, bucks three, a week. Three, four bucks, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you make it 25 bucks a week. Can't complain off of that when you're not uh, doing nothing. But, you know, it's at 130 and you put the option, not earnings week, you put it at 160. Like, well, I don't think it's going to move $30. Yeah. Now yeah. I've had scares. Where like, <laughs> like, yo, it's, it's actually at one fifty nine ninety nine. Thank Ooh, God it closed yeah. at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to sell these
0: shares, but all right. So you buying Square and Amazon? Not, not too bad stocks at all. And if anybody and wants to know get what? those, if I was to get one more, it'd be Disney. Disney, which is Disney around ninety five. Like, I think. Yeah, ninety five. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. For a company all, that you know is, is going to be here forever.
1: All blue chip stocks. Listen, they all on sale. Yeah. All of them, like, about 50% think, off. And this is to go to, to your point. You you are very accurate. Most people just look at it like, see, I know the stock market wasn't worth investing into, but you see, and you see all these sensational headlines and it's like, yo, I don't know where the bottom is at, but I'm gonna keep buying, and I want it to go lower because these this is not like me buying something. And I like DraftKings. Yeah. This is not DraftKings. These are companies that are making revenue, that right. have a high net income, that have shown great leadership. You get what I'm saying? Right. Like These is, like I told people recently at an event. Um, it was a four 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 Jay Z event, and I had told people there recently. I'm like, hey. You right now we're at, you know, damn near 2008 levels. If not at 2008 levels, you should be buying some sort of stock. I'm like, yeah. does anybody think Square Cash App? How many of y'all use Cash App? Raise a hand. Everybody raise a hand. It's like, do you think that's going away anytime soon? Because it's not right. It's it's here. You, yeah, you use it all the time. You use it so much that it's, it's turned into a word.
0: Yeah, yeah, cash at me. Cash at me. <laughs>
1: yeah, not even Sorry. give me cash. Cash yeah. at me. So why would you not be trying to get as many shares as possible of that?
0: This is a good point for anybody who's listening. This is a good point. It's part yeah. of your, your culture right now.
1: Yeah, like it's, it's yeah. When words, it's just like oh, I'm about to Google it. Same you know thing. what I mean? Like yeah. when once words start entering the lexicon. Need to get and in you front see this company that. is for sale, and it's so far off the highs. And you know, and you see everything. It's just not that it dropped itself. Everything else it dropped. Yeah, you should probably be copping it.
0: Yeah, this is a good stock for people who want to get into the market and have no idea. I tell a lot of people the easiest way to get involved in the market is to buy things that you already are familiar with. That's it. Just get something that you already know that you go get, that your friend got, that your friend's friend got. You got it around your house. They got it around their house. That's a no-brainer. <laughs> Just buy the stock. Figure it out, what the, the ticker is, and get you some shares. And to what you were saying earlier about the bottom, listen, as good as I am at this, I can, I can call bottoms. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've called bottoms, all Right. But ultimately calling a bottom is something that comes with, you know, some, some type of experience. Most people aren't going to be able to do that. So throw that out of the window. Don't try to call bottoms because you can lose a lot of money doing it. Just get into the stock at viable levels. That's all you got to do. You do that. You're setting yourself up for success all the time. Prior episode, I talked about uh Pinterest. And at that time, I think Pinterest was trading around like 37 or 35 or so. And in that episode, I even said this could go lower. And if it goes lower, the next best point to buy at is around $20. That's what I said. And here we are. Pinterest is still trading around like the $20. $25. Yeah, see, this is what I'm talking about, man. Buying at the best levels that you can get it at. Don't buy it at them dummy levels. Buy as close to the best level as you possibly can. And that's gonna be one of the best defenses that you'll ever have for any portfolio that you build. You have talked about stocks that you buy on the dip. One stock that I'm looking to buy, hopefully that will dip again, is O, which is um, Realty Income. And this is a REIT play. And for those who don't know what a REIT is, is a real estate investment trust. And each one of these give you a dividend on some specific interval. O is one that gives you a dividend every month. And it's, it's not like a big chunky dividend or anything, but it's something. And that's all you really need to do, especially in the land of inflation. Any money that comes back to you for you doing nothing is beautiful. <laughs> so I have an average price of 65 is what I'm looking at right now. 65, 75 is my average price. And I'm looking to get below that, obviously, as much as possible. I would love to get in closer to 60 if it does dip to that level. So O is what I'm currently adding to my portfolio as the dip happens. So that's by the dip. Now let's talk about by the index. A lot of people like you and I. Well, a lot of people are not like you and I is what I meant to say where mm-hmm. we can identify companies that are around. Okay, I got, you know, my, my mouse, right? Logitech, everybody might have a Logitech something, right? You're gonna have a keyboard, mouse, something technical around your computer is gonna be something Logitech of. Uh, what, this is right here, you know, I got a Logitech cam that I'm pointing at, right? All of that mm-hmm. stuff, auxiliary stuff for your computer, right? I don't know if they have a ticker, but that's something that you can look at, right? You can go to Google and say, does Logitech have a stock? And you can take it from there. But if you don't want to do individual companies, there are indexes, right? And that's something that 50, I also tell people. $53.64 for Logitech. Logitech, what's the ticker? I'm going to guess L O G I. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did guess it. All right. So Logitech. It's probably almost 50% off from where it was at if I'm going to take a stab at it. Oh, no, it's a little bit more than 50. Okay. Yeah. All right. But still, that's, that's, oh, good grief. Architect fell from the high was 140.17. So yes, that's a hefty discount and it can easily fall down to 40. All right. That's a little technical analysis for you quickly. (laughs) Now, index stocks for anybody who's not you know, technically savvy or too scared to buy an individual stock, you can get index stocks, right? And you can buy the SPY, VOO, stuff like that. And those are somewhat like ETFs where they are a conglomerate of different stocks and you can own and have diversification just with one stock and having that index. Can be a safe haven. So, when you do have wild rides and wild swings going on in the market, you don't have to worry about it as much because that one index has everything in it and they're all fighting against each other. And either one's going to be super up and the other one's going to be down and they're going to even out, or you don't have to worry about it too much where they all go up at once and you get a decent return. So, that's another. What's
1: your favorite index?
0: My favorite index is SPY, hands down. It's very liquid is always shares available. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, emulating the, the S&P, which is, you know, in my opinion, the biggest index, the best index to follow. It's the top companies. And having SPY is a great way to, to answer into the market. Right now, say like 440 no, $388, I think, is what it was at last time. I'm dating myself for when it was up at record highs. <laughs> SPY is currently at 381.95 and up in the aftermarket right now. So that's SPY for those wanna get in. Those are the two right there, buy the index, buy the dip. Both of those are very simple strategies in order to get involved in the stock market at any point in time. Get some exposure in the market, especially at these levels. Right now, everybody was always if this if that if in 2008 i would have bought this and all that and even when COVID happened oh the market's going down it can go down lower listen scared money don't make money get involved in the market all you need to do is put a little bit of capital into it you don't need to throw your whole house payment in there just make sure you get something stefan you know talked about making 25 dollars a week off of selling calls listen Yo, I'm telling you, money compounds, all right? I started in this game making $25 a week. This is real talk here. I started in options selling, okay, on Netflix spreads. I was selling bull put spreads, trying to make a simple $25 a week. That's all I was doing because in my head, I knew if I can do that every week, I'll make $200 a month. That was the goal. 200 a month. That's how I got into this game, man. You hey mean you shot 50? <laughs> no, you shot I'm, oh feet? yeah, yeah, 50, 50. You're right, you're right. I started <laughs> off in this game selling at, uh, what was it? 200, two, uh, 250 spreads, right? So I'm, I'm getting technical here. Anyway, I'm selling it off <laughs> in order to make $50 back every single week is all I was doing. Trying to find a strategy. So when Netflix was going up, that I made money as long as it stayed up. And being consistent on that helped me grow my capital every single month doing that. And that's how I started, man, making measly money, measly. And to somebody right now listening is like, yo, I wish I made 50 bucks a week. Well, you could do it. You can certainly do it. The market is out here for you, man, It's waiting for you. (laughs) You just gotta make sure you got the the right strategy and patience, and it's there for you.
1: The thing is this. I mean, you just got a free $50 a week. <laughs> like, you would be, there's a lot of people that would get a raise of like, you know, a dollar a, and wouldn't even a day and would be extremely happy, I mean, a dollar an hour and, and be, be extremely happy because they just yeah. got another dollar an hour and would not even hit that $50 a week if they worked 40 hours. Yeah. So. That's good perspective yeah. right there. Especially
0: because I was one of those cats that was, you know, making an hourly wage at the time, and I figured I got to get out of this rat race because I'm about yeah. to die. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna die, and they're gonna wheel me off, and somebody gonna get filled in my seat two weeks later. Later, and they're not gonna even care. No, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna get no plaque on the wall, none of that. They about to just yeah. be like Dwayne Who. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> that, that was gonna be it. My kids gonna be sad. Somebody's yeah. gonna be doing that job. That's how I yeah. felt. So the market is ready for anybody. All right, I think we're good,
1: Steph. What you think, man? I think this is good. I think That's this is a good episode, man. I'm glad my schedule kind of calmed down a little bit, so I had a little more yeah. time. So we got, I got to set up the liquidity club, and then I don't know what else to say. But yeah, man, I appreciate <laughs> you having me on. Yeah, thank
0: you for always getting on here, man. You know, talking hip hop is is great, but I love mixing it. Back to the stock market. This is a conversation that I feel like us as brothers, us as our communities, we need to have more of, yeah, man. We yeah. really definitely need to be opening up this, this rhetoric and this playbook and saying, yo, what you what you think about XYZ stock or whatever? You know, yeah. some people still hit me up. And unfortunately right now, I think we are in the infancy stage of things. And we we look we, we're still programmed for the get-rich-quick schemes, all right? And yeah. I think that's um, something that's going to take a little bit of time to flush out of the system, you know? Right. People really need to understand that this game is built on time. And the, <laughs> the day trades, the penny stocks, the things that we constantly, you know, face where yeah. somebody, you know, made, you know, $10,000 off of AMC and, and all that stuff. Listen, that happens, it does but it's not realistic. And you know? I'm gonna tell people that as much as possible. Yeah, you can hit some home runs, no doubt about it, but it's the base hits. That <laughs> matters the most. <laughs> it's the base hits. You gotta always stay in the game. You know, you keep trying to swing, next thing you know, you lose every single game, you know, and you you can't do that. So you yeah, know what's man. interesting?
1: Real quick, last. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I saved that for um, next time. Uh, Cause yeah. I know somebody that was up Six figures on AMC, and I don't think they sold. Ooh, yeah, that, that's a
0: whole podcast of, of prayers. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> we gotta, we gotta set some kumbayas for him. He's probably still hurting on that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm hurting. That hurt me right there. Like, good grief. Six oh, figures man. gone, evaporated. And you ain't get a chance to taste none of that honey.
1: <laughs> nah. We just got a chance to look at it. Yeah, it looked good but, on
0: wax. Yeah. But that bank account ain't with it <laughs> All bad Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alright brother I appreciate you coming on man So until the next hip hop episode And Soundbender I want to make sure that I-, I plug that man Soundbender I love the concept of it I-, I look forward to it growing And seeing what you can build with that man If there's any way that I can help contribute to that Let me know And I'll be a vessel brother Alright appreciate it all right, take it easy. Oh, you have me to Peace. Stacks The homie rapper who rapping on how to invest. I was in the hood fighting machines and it was winless Music that I listened to told me how to get in this. That trend needed to change. I said I'm about to end this. It's no mistake they tell us how to get in debt. The dollars that you borrow from them, they living off interest. I'm out to help the people and put their bread in the gym. Next thing you know, we all got millions and it's the big flex. I show you how to do this in the stock market, working at 65. Not me, yo. That's not logical. It's time to make that money and it's not stopping, bro It can do this every hour, on the clock, y'all should know When you figure out that hack, it's a fact, y'all can blow It happens quicker than you think, and a blink, then it's over Hold up, things I learned as a grown-up The brain struck a bar's of knowledge, it's time to load up Chris and ta- Chris Stop, send bars, stop, and bars, stop, stop and bars bars